Welcome to the Brady Haywood Podcast, the podcast where we look at engineering failures and disasters. My name is Sean Brady. Today we're going to talk about organ donation rates, decision making, and the bridge failure. Now the connection between these topics is not all that obvious, but when we examine organ donation rates, we learn a little about how we as humans make rational decisions. And when we look at rational decision making, or the lack thereof, we can learn a lot about why engineering failures occur. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about it in the context of the collapse of the I-35W bridge in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we'll start with the subject of organ donation rates and we'll go back to 2003. And we'll look at a paper published by Eric Johnson and Daniel Goldstein. And they're from the Centre for Decision Sciences at Columbia University. So this paper looked at the percentage of the population from various European countries that consented to become part of an organ donation programme. So we're not really talking about how many people actually donated their organs. Instead, we're talking about how many agreed to be part of the organ donation programme. And what they discovered was fascinating. There was a large variation in donation rates between different countries. So countries with high donation rates included Austria, Belgium, France, Hungary, Poland, Portugal and Sweden. And their consent rate to joining organ donation programs was between about 86% and 99%. And most of them are actually around the 99%. By contrast, some countries were very low. So Denmark was around 4%, the Netherlands was about 27%, the UK was around 17%, and Germany was 12%. So the differences between the high donation countries and the low donation countries was an order of magnitude. And these differences were static from year to year. So if you came back every year, you'd get the same sort of results. Now, at first, you might guess this variation is due to some form of cultural differences between the countries. So, you know, some cultures must care more for their fellow citizens than others, and that's why they've got higher organ donation rates. But this explanation doesn't really stack up. So countries that we think of as being culturally similar have dramatically different rates. So, you know, Sweden was high while Denmark is low. Austria is high while Germany is low. So what's going on? Well, imagine you're going to renew your driver's license and you're filling in your driver's license renewal form. And on the form, you encounter an option that goes along the lines of tick the box if you want to be part of the organ donor program. Now, you probably think it's a good idea to be an organ donor anyway, but this is a difficult decision. And you'd probably like to talk to your family before you tick the box. And you probably really want to have a think about whether this is something you really want to do. But all this is an excuse, because the truth is, it's a very difficult decision that requires you to think right now. And making such a life decision right now wasn't something you planned to do today. You know, after all, all you're really trying to do is renew your driver's license. So the question is complicated and takes effort. In fact, it's so complicated and takes so much effort that you can't make a decision. So you don't tick the box and you don't join the organ donation program. But now... Imagine you encounter a different option on the form. What if the option read, tick the box if you do not want to be part of the organ donor program? Now, this too is a very hard decision. In fact, it's just as hard and takes just as much effort as the previous decision. So just as before, you don't make a decision. You don't tick the box. But this time, you do join 
the organ donation program. And this is exactly what's happening in the countries with high organ donation rates. They have an opt-out system, while the countries with low donation rates have an opt-in system. And in both cases, it's a difficult decision. It's you know, fundamentally the same decision. But because it's difficult, we don't actually make it. It just so happens that this lack of decision-making produces a dramatically different result depending on the country where you're filling in the form. Now, think about that for a moment. The person designing the license renewal form has more control over your life decision than you have. And I'll repeat it because it's really important and, and, and disturbing. The person designing the license renewal form has more control over your life decision than you have. And what's really happening here is we're seeing the power of defaults. So a default is a choice we make when we make no choice. It's the choice we make through inaction. The default in the opt-in system is to not join by an action. The default in the opt-out system is to join by an action. So how defaults are set up in a system has a significant impact on how our rational decision-making processes interact with that system. And these defaults are present, you know, whether intentional or unintentional, in almost all systems, regardless of the industry. And we can now look at a situation where similar defaults played an important contributing role in failing to prevent an engineering collapse, the failure of the I-35W highway bridge in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So on the evening of the 1st of August 2007, a section of the I-35W highway bridge collapsed and killed 13 people. And if you're interested in learning more about the failure, then have a look at some of the supporting material in the show notes. But we're only going to concentrate on a very, very tiny and very specific aspect of the disaster. So the bridge had opened to traffic in 1967, and the cause of the failure was abnormal construction loading in combination with an issue with some of the bridge's gusset plates. And what I mean by gusset plates are flat steel plates that join members together and form a connection in a, in a truss structure. So some of these gusset places were not designed appropriately. They should have been 25mm thick, but they were only 12mm thick. And this resulted in them being dramatically weaker than they should have been. But was there any evidence that these weaker gusset plates were actually causing a problem? Have they ever shown evidence of distress or distortion that could have provided some warning that they weren't designed appropriately? Well, it turns out there was. In the decades leading up to the collapse, distortion was visually evident in these plates. But here's where it gets interesting. The bridge was inspected regularly by qualified and trained personnel. And these distortions, which in some cases were large, were simply missed. So how could this happen? Well, one reason strongly echoes our organ donation story and the power of defaults. It turns out that the bridge inspector's training and manuals emphasise the importance of a bridge's members, not its gusset plates. And the National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, who investigated the failure, actually concluded that this lack of emphasis on gusset plates may have played a role in inspectors not noticing or appreciating the importance of the distortions in the gusset plates. In other words, the default was to focus on members as critical elements of the structure, not gusset plates. Now, any structural engineer knows that connections, you know, such as gusset plates, play just as critical a role in a structure's ability to carry loads as the members do. They are critical elements. But because there was a huge focus on members and not on gusset plates, the importance of the members over the gusset plates became the default. And in fact, one of the NTSB's recommendations 
was that the importance of gusset plates should be highlighted in the manuals and courses. And they also recommended that discussions on the importance of distortions and deterioration be also included. So in essence, the NTSB's recommendation proposed a change to the default position regarding gusset plates. And all this is very troubling, isn't it? You know, it's troubling to think that the manner in which a system is set up can have a major impact on how we interact with it, whether that be in organ donation questions or how people conduct bridge inspections. It's even more disturbing that something as simple as a driver's license renewal form can wield such power in our decision-making processes. But to ignore or dismiss the importance of defaults is to suggest that we humans are fundamentally rational beings. And that suggestion is giving us far more credit than we deserve. (laughs) 